Welcome to the Do Till Sermons podcast, a ministry of Do Till Church in Cranberry Township, PA. Each week, we share the message from our Sunday services. Be sure to click subscribe and follow along every week. This week's message draws on Psalm 98 and is titled Together for Joy. Hear now this week's message from Senior Pastor Tom Parkinson and Do Till member Jason Bodie. I was 14 years old when I began to discern a call to ministry. And I sensed that God was calling me to be a proclaimer of the Word. And one of the blessings I received as a a teenager was that there were people in my life who believed in that call enough to give me opportunities to explore it. And there were two pastors in particular. One was Brad Louster, who is well known to us. The other was Pastor Linda Chambers. And they both believed in me enough to give me access and opportunities to experience ministry. To the point where I always said to myself, if I was ever given the same opportunity and God put me in a place to give somebody access and opportunity to explore a call, that I would take advantage of it. And this morning, I am so pleased to have the opportunity to share Jason Bodie with all of you. Uh, Jason is no stranger to this church. He's born and raised in this church family. Jason is a senior at Mars High School, and Jason has sensed God's call on his life to dedicate himself to student ministry, to being in ministry with teenagers like himself. And so he's now exploring options for going to school and continuing his education and preparing for a life of service in ministry. And so I invited Jason to preach with me this morning. And so Jason and I have been meeting together For the last three weeks, imagine this, he gets off school and he drives right here to church to study the Bible with me, which is, it's been incredibly rich. And Jason has put uh, a lot of time and prayer and effort into the message that we're going to share with you this morning. It's a message that arises from Psalm 98 that Susan just read. I'd encourage you, if you do have a Bible, open it to Psalm 98 and keep it there. Or if you want to look in the Pew Bibles on page 515, uh, you can follow along. We'll be referencing the Psalm throughout this morning's message. Let me invite you to join me in a word of prayer as we center our hearts to hear from the Lord. Almighty God, we thank you for your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we thank you for the privilege of gathering in freedom to worship you and to reflect on your word. God, I thank you for my brother Jason. I thank you for the gifts that you've placed in his life. And as Jason and I bring this message, we pray that you'd speak through us And that through us, you would capture the hearts of this congregation with your word. Open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts, that we might hear all you have for us today. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let's start out in Psalms 98.1. It says, Sing to the Lord the new song, for he has done marvelous things. Has the Lord done marvelous things in your lives? because I know he has done many, many marvelous things in mine. Just the other day, I was downtown, and on my way back at night, I ended up getting lost. My phone stopped working, so I didn't have my maps, and I'm definitely not experienced enough to know my way around downtown. So I ended up reaching out to God, asking him to help get me back on the right path and to keep me safe, and he did. Once I kind of got my, kind of got a hand on where I was in my surroundings, the only thing I could think to do was turn on some praise music and start singing. 
And I'm definitely not the most musically inclined person, but whenever I think of what God does, I just think to sing. But what the marvelous things God does goes way beyond just helping me when I'm lost at night in my car. One of the best things God has done in my life is get me connected here at Due Till in the student ministry. When I was in middle school, I didn't really want to go. I was very hesitant. I, didn't, I wasn't really excited about it at all. But once I started coming, I got to know God way more than I ever would have anywhere else. And it was the best choice I've ever made. And through that, God has given me an opportunity and, and kind of like the chance to get a purpose and to be part of something that's bigger than me. Now I hope that I can take what I've learned and try and help other kids kind of experience the same marvelous things that I have in my life. So whenever I think of the marvelous things God has done, I, the only thing I can think to do is sing praise. And I hope that that praise off my lips will also go on to yours as you think of the marvelous things God has done in your life. And that's what Psalm 98 is all about. You know, the book of Psalms is the longest book of the Bible, 150 Psalms, right in the middle of the Bible. And the Psalms are a collection of poems and prayers and hymns. And there are Psalms that speak to every one of the human experiences we can have. There are Psalms of lament, where we find expression of the grief and heartache we experience at the hardships of this life. There are psalms of devotion that express a desire to be closer to God and to know God more. There are psalms of confession that express remorse and repentance in the face of our sin. And there are psalms of praise that lift our eyes heavenward and that anchor us in the goodness of God in the midst of whatever we might be experiencing in life. Well, Psalm 98 is one of those hymns of praise. It's a song of praise to God. And one of the things I like about Psalm 98 is you can sing this song in any occasion. You, you could sing Psalm 98 in the midst of a, a blessed, beautiful moment of life, and it would give expression to the joy that you're experiencing. You could also sing Psalm 98 on your darkest day, when things aren't going well. And what Psalm 98 will do is it will raise your eyes above the turbulence of the world and it will anchor you and remind you and give you perspective on the goodness of God at work in your life. So Psalm 98, you can sing it anytime, anywhere. It's actually one of those Psalms that's worth memorizing. It's a Psalm worth having in your mind and in your heart for the various things you might experience in life. The psalm begins by inviting us to sing to the Lord a new song. This concept of singing a new song to the Lord, on, on one level, we really do want to sing a new song to the Lord, and we invite everybody in our church to sing every weekend. Whether you're a good singer or not, we all make a joyful noise to the Lord. But throughout the Bible, when the Bible encourages us to sing a new song to the Lord, it's always asking us to do more than just sing, but in our lives and in our hearts, give fresh expression to what God has done for us. You know, it can be easy for us to think, well, I, I already know what God's done for me. I've already learned about what God's done for me. And we kind of take it for granted. Singing a new song means giving fresh expression to what God has done. It means allowing the goodness of God to penetrate your heart 
all over again as if you're hearing the good news for the very first time. And when you hear that good news for the first time, what does it make you want to do? It makes you want to sing a new song to the Lord. So why should we sing this new song to the Lord? The psalm states very clearly that it's for salvation. It says in the, it says in the first three verses, salvation three times. In Psalm 98, verses one through three, it says, get that slide. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known. And all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. The salvation referred to here is the great works that God has done to help save the people of Israel. One is whenever God saved the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Another is whenever he protected and guided them and provided for them in the wilderness for 40 years. And yet another is whenever he saved the Israelites from exile in the days of Nehemiah and Ezra. But the salvation that the psalmist is talking about, it would go much deeper and much wider than he would have ever expected. The salvation that he saw, we now know, the salvation that we now know is that God sent his son Jesus to die for us. And through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we can all have a part of this salvation. You and me, everyone. And through that salvation, we can... Whenever we think of that salvation, it brings, forth within, it brings forth within us a new song, a song of praise and of joy. So we're coming up into the holiday season, and in my house, a favorite Christmas movie of ours is the movie Elf. Has anybody watched Elf? Yeah. A funny film, isn't it? But there's a, a line in Elf that I think is worth repeating. It says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And that line captures something that's true, and that is that singing is contagious. You know, it's hard to sing a joy-filled, cheerful song and not begin to feel some joy and cheer yourself. There's something contagious about the songs that we sing. And so when we're called to sing a new song to the Lord, it makes me realize that if we are willing to tune the melody of our hearts, to the goodness of God, that there's something contagious about that. And when we give praise testimony to the good things God has done for us, it can spread and help others begin to see the good things that God has done in their life. The new song of the Lord is contagious. You know, it's true that all songs are contagious. And so just as that new song of hope that we have in Christ is contagious, there's a song that our world has been singing since the beginning of time that is also contagious. It's a dissonant song. It's the song of discord and division, the song of darkness and drudgery, the song of death. And we hear this tune far too often, don't we? When we turn on our news feeds and we read of the warring and madness that's going on in the world around us, we're hearing the old song of the world. And that song is contagious, and that old song begins to weigh heavy on our hearts. Psalm 98 invites us to sing a new song, a song that will spread a different message, 
a song that will cause us to sing to a new tune. Notice what happens throughout Psalm 98. We begin with the invitation to sing a new song to the Lord. We're invited to shout for joy to the Lord. We're invited to make music with instruments to the Lord. And when we begin that song, it spreads like wildfire to the ends of the earth, such that by the end of the psalm, the sea joins in, the rivers clap their hands, and the mountains join a praise chorus to our God. The new song is contagious. You know, we're living in a world where the salvation of God has reached the ends of the earth. Jesus gave his life for all. And if we could just help the world see the good news, that there's a God of eternal love, that there's a God who's thought about each person, who gave his, his son Jesus for the life of each person. Well, if the world could see that, the world would change its tune. The world would sing a new song. How can we stop from singing the praise of God when we consider what God has done for us? So Psalm 98 tells us that praise can bring the world together. In a world that is so divided and caught up in bitter disputes, what we really need is to praise together. Whenever we praise together, we, are, we become one in Christ, in the body of Christ. As a high schooler, I see, this, I see this division every day. It's so apparent that high schoolers just tend to go in groups and form cliques with people that we are similar to. And because of that, it does bring some people on the inside, but many are left on the outside. Just the other, just this past summer, I went on a mission trip to DC with the student ministry. And it was an amazing experience. But the thing that stuck out the most about that trip was that there was no division between us. We're all one big group and we, there was no just like, there's no clicks within us. Everyone was on the inside and it was an amazing feeling. And I think that the reason for that was that we'd spend every morning and every evening praising God together. We'd sing together, we'd pray together, we'd get, dig into the word together and we'd give words of encouragement to each other. And it was amazing. We were singing the new song and because of that, we were all, we all got to experience like coming together unlike anything that we've ever known or ever witnessed. Now, Jason, when I hear that testimony to what happened on that mission trip, it makes me wonder what would happen if we together as a church family began to sing the new song of the Lord? What if, what if together our witness and testimony was to the melodious beauty of what God has done for us and that we would stop just parroting on the dark message of the world? What would happen if we changed our tune and were intentional about singing of God's goodness? How might that begin to draw the world together? You know, it's Thanksgiving week. On Thursday, uh, we'll have opportunity to gather with family and friends and others and to, uh, to count our blessings and to consider the ways that God has enriched our lives. But what we know is that when we come to Thanksgiving, there are many who come to Thanksgiving in the midst of darkness. They come to Thanksgiving with heavy hearts of grief. Or they come to Thanksgiving in the midst of sickness or uncertainty. Or they come to Thanksgiving in the midst of the angst of all that ills the world. And when we think about that darkness in our life, it seems like there's not much to sing about. But every single one of us that gathers this Thanksgiving has reason to sing. 
because every single one of us has been given the best gift ever given, the gift of salvation in Jesus. And it's a gift that we shouldn't take for granted. And if we're willing to sing that song, if we're willing to give that praise to God, it is contagious. And we can help the world see what God sees, that this world is lovable and that this world is worth redeeming. I was recently reading about this psychological theory called the looking glass self theory. And it basically means that we have the tendency to look how others perceive us and kind of base our actions and our behaviors on that. We try to think of what others think of us and change how we act or change who we think we are based on that, whether what they think of us is true or not. And the most common example of this in our society is with social media. We tend to base ourselves or other people on how many followers they have or how many likes they get on a post. And the problem's right there, is whenever we Whenever we look to other people to try and judge our own worth, our value, and our character, we get a misrepresentation. If only we could look at, our, look at ourselves through the looking glass of God's eyes, then we would get the full story. And Psalm 98 verse 9 kind of tells us how God sees us. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge he will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. So God doesn't just judge us how we deserve. Equity means that he judges us with an eye towards our circumstances. And he took that into account whenever he sent his son Jesus down to die for us. So whenever God looks at us, he sees the righteous, the righteous act of what Jesus did for us up on the cross. So even when we think of the judgment Judgment that we usually typically think of is not a good thing. It's not a thing to sing for joy because we know we are sinners and we are broken people. But when that, even, even God's judgment can be seen as a reason to sing praise and be joyful. And so the message of Psalm 98 is that regardless of your circumstance, you have a song to sing. And it doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done. It doesn't even matter if you can sing on tune. Every one of you has a song to sing. Because when you look at yourself through the eyes of God, what does God see when he sees you? But God sees you as his precious son or precious daughter. God sees you as one valuable enough that he would spare no expense, even sending his son Jesus to die for you. And so we have reason to sing. We have reason to praise. We have reason to celebrate. Now, as a church family, I, I believe God has called us together for joy. God has called us together as a community to be a joy-filled witness to the goodness of God. Now, we do that with eyes wide open. When I tell you that you have a song of praise to sing, I'm not denying the hardship that you experience in life. That's real. As a matter of fact, as a church, we walk through the valleys together. And when we walk through the valleys, we sing why? Because we know that we have a God who does his best work in the dark. We have a God who's in the valley with us. And we have a God who raises us up to new life, even when our bodies succumb to death. And so we have a reason to sing. And we've been called together to be a community of praise. 
And so our song of praise is not a denial of the hardships we face. Our song of praise is, in fact, a song of defiance. This is the song in which we sing and we say that we will not be defined by the hardships we face. We will not be defined by the sin that has grabbed hold of our lives. Instead, we will be defined by the God who sees us as so lovable, as so valuable as to send Jesus for us. And so this Thanksgiving, we have the opportunity as a church to choose to be together for joy, to choose to sing a new song. And in singing a new song, to spread the light of God's love to all the world until all the world joins us in that great praise chorus. Please bow your heads in prayer. Almighty God, we pray that you would help us see ourselves as you see us. Help us to feel deep in our hearts the true magnitude of the salvation you give us in Jesus. Place a new song on our lips. Tune our hearts to sing of your grace. And may our song spread like wildfire until the whole world sings with us. And your peace and love will cover the whole earth. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Dewtail Church. A great way to respond to the message is to click on the discussion guide in the episode description. The guide is designed to help you reflect on the sermon individually or with a small group. We'd love to have you join us at Dewtail Church for our weekly worship services. We worship at 9.30 and 11 on Sunday mornings, and you can worship with us in person or live online at dewtailchurch.org. Please join us on the podcast for next week's message. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you.